Hello all and welcome to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, Mini Stick Edition. This is a sports podcast about hockey and baseball, primarily the Phillies and Flyers of Philadelphia. However, we talk about all league action on this. Um, my name is Jim Coleman. Uh, my two co-hosts, Eric and Joe, are not currently here. They were on the regular pod this week, uh, and they talked about some Flyers and NHL news. I had to do some adulting, as they said, uh, or put it this week, um, but I would be remiss if I didn't give out my Phillies takes for the week. And what a week it's been. Um, it's shaping up to be some really good stuff coming out of camp, some really bad stuff. Not bad stuff, but some interesting stuff around the MLB. Uh, some big news moving around and uh, some rumors to dive into, so let's get into it. Uh, spring training is only five days away. Uh, well, actually, three days away. I'm going off a script today, just... Not really a script, but just something to guide me along. At the when I wrote my notes, it was five days away. It's currently uh, Saturday, so three days away, right? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two. Yeah, three days away. On Tuesday, the uh, pitchers and catchers will be reporting on the eleventh of February, followed by position players on the sixteenth. Uh, games are to start on the 21st of February, and this is shaping up to be a very interesting uh, Phillies preseason. The Phillies at the moment are inviting 69. Haha, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I had to do that obligator- obligatory uh, shit right like that. Uh, 69 players will be coming to camp per Matt Gallup of The Athletic, and there will be plenty of roster spots to fight for. Um, the non-roster invitees uh, to this point are as listed Connor Brogdon, right-hander, um, Kyle Dowie, left-hander, Ty- Tyler Gilbert, uh, left-handed. All these guys are pitchers. Um, Spencer Howard, uh, Philly's top prospect. Um, Damon Jones, left-hander. Francisco Liriano, also left-hander, former uh, pirate pitcher. Uh, Bud Norris, um, Blake Parker, who was on the team last year, Ramon Rosso, Addison Russ, Drew Storen, Anthony Swayzak, Swarzak, and uh, Zach Warren. The Phillies are also rumored to be inviting Tommy Hunter as well. Uh, the catchers that will be joining us in preseason are Christian Betancourt and Henry Latigue? Lartigue? Yeah. That's good. Uh, the infield position players will be Alec Bohm, another top prospect of the Phillies. Logan Forsyth, who Eric butchered his name on the podcast this week. Uh, Phil Goslin, uh, Derek Hall, Josh Harrison, Austin Listy, Nick Maton, Ronald Torres, Neil Walker, Luke Williams. Uh, outfielders will be Mickey Matthook, May Maytock, Mickey Maytock. Mickey Moniak will be joining them, and so will Max Scherzer, Matt Schizer, Matt Schizer, something like that. I'm not really good with the, the Polish names, that's kind of con- confusing. Um, they got all those Z's, you never really know, not to offend anyone with Polish background, just the Z's throw me off, I'm sorry. Um... 
And obviously, along with those guys, there is the regular 40-man, uh, and most of those are familiar names. Um, one player... Well, I'll go into kind of the uh, the relief pitching. Not really too much there, but I'm really excited. The Phillies have uh, acquired from the Mariners uh, a 27-year-old relief pitcher, Reggie McLean. And it's not an original uh, feeling about this. A lot of people are talking about Reggie McLean. Um Reggie McLean had a 6 ERA in the majors last year in 21 innings pitched for Seattle. Uh, In three outings against the Astros last year, he allowed 11 runs in three innings. The remaining 18 innings he pitched, he allowed three earned runs. Uh, That that comes per Corey Seidman of NBC. Um, That's that's kind of damning, if you ask me. Screw the Astros. Uh, Along with many relief positions available, there are still two starting jobs available at the moment. Assuming Aaron Nola, uh, Zach Wheeler, and Arietta have the first three jobs taken, that leaves the last two for Zach Eflin, Vince Velasquez, and Nick Pavetta, along with Spencer Howard, to potentially fight it out. Eflin, to me, feels more like a lock to be one of the two last ones. However... That leaves one spot for the rest. Spencer Howard more than likely needs some more time to develop to be used at a later date. Uh, what does what does that spell for Vinny Velo and Nick Pavetta? The loser will ultimately be either relegated to try his luck in the bullpen or serve as depth in AAA. Um, both have good stuff, but this is more than likely their last try for it. Um, Pavetta, I think it's put up or shut up time. His ceiling is extremely high, but his basement is just as deep. Um, Velasquez could make it as a reliever if he didn't let it go to his head all the time. Uh, Both have significant promise, but have failed to live up to it. Both of them have a lot of head issues to take care of. Um, Regardless of what happens, people will be watching closely, and I'll be one of them. Um, I'm kind of, after all the reports coming out about Nick Pavetta this year, or this offseason, I feel confident that he might be able to get it done, but like I said, it's put up or shut up time for him. Um, Philly's position battles are shaping up as well. Uh, Third base and center field primarily. I don't think anybody else is really up for a lot, but uh, Scott Kingery is vying for both of those positions and most likely will acquire one of them. Um, He'll be be competing with... uh, Adam Hazley in center field and Alec Bohm, more than likely at third base. Uh, there's still a chance he takes up second base if uh, Gene Segura can't really figure it out or, uh, again, is unable to perform to what the Phillies expect him to do. I mean, he's still a very good player. Um, but all that being said, Dede Gregorius and Gene Segura look to be holding up the middle infield positions. Um, it's a good problem to have, but I think Kingery does deserve an everyday position at this point. Um, Not allowing him to develop further and consistently play would be a big problem for the Phillies because I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, Phillies also have some bench spots to fill uh, with rosters expanding to 26. This year, uh, 
Jay Bruce will definitely be a lock to be one of the uh, bench spots, but Roman Quinn, Nick Williams, Nick Martini, Logan Forsythe, Phil Gosselin, and Josh Harrison, along with Ronald Torres and Neil Walker, uh, look to be the most qualified for our bench options. Um, obviously, backup catcher will be need to be in there. That'll be at least one of them. Um, and Andrew and Nat will probably get it unless someone really steps up this uh, in this year at spring training. Um, in other news. Let's not forget we are talk, walking into spring training with an entirely new coaching staff. Following two years of late-year collapses, it's hard not to look at this and say, what is this team really? They haven't established an identity over the last two years, and it's they've suffered for it uh, going into September both times. Um, there are two options to me. The Phillies are the team that has showed up the last two summers, or they just need a wake-up call and the right leadership in place to make the step forward. Luckily, the Phillies have, in my opinion, gathered the best staff available to see that come to fruition. Joe Girardi, Brian Price, and Joe Dillon each come from successful past pasts, and each could potentially impact the development and the morale of this team. Dillon and Price are already hard at work helping team players on the team already. Um... Price has been in contact with a lot of the pitching staff so far. Um, and he's come from too much of a track record to really say that this... I mean, obviously, different scenarios reach different conclusions, but I think that the Phillies have enough pieces and talent in place for Price to be able to work with and uh, help them succeed. Uh, Dylan, Joe Dillon has been in contact with Reese Hoskins, and has previously worked with Real Muto and Bryce Harper in the past. Um, things are looking up with the staff, and potentially there may be another piece they'll be getting to work with. Um, as of Wednesday, the Cubs have been quote-unquote shopping Chris Bryant, and reports say that the Phillies are quote-unquote circling, according to Bob Nightingale. Uh, another report from Ken Rosenthal said that there was a very raw deal in the works uh, involving Reese Hoskins and Scott Kingery, likely plus more for Kyle Schwarber and Chris Bryant with the Cubs. Um, what do I think this means? I think that it would be a mistake to trade Reese Hoskins, personally. Um, I just I think that he is worth so much more than what a lot of people give him credit for. Um, but Chris Bryant is a former MVP from back in 2016 and a three-time All-Star in his five years played. He's had one year cut short due to injury in 2018, but averages 31 homers per year in full seasons that he plays. Uh, Bryant's career numbers are 284 batting average, 385 OBS, OPP, OBP on base percentage, and a 516 slugging percentage to a tune of a 901 OPS career and a 136 OPS plus, which is 11 points above excellence, according to uh, the MLB uh, statisticians. Um, 126 would be excellence, or 125 is excellence or whatever, and that's 10 points above. So that puts him in like one of the top tier players in the sport. Um, 
His wins above replacement is a 25.1, which is obviously amounts to five a year, but it does take into consideration that he did miss about half a year in uh, 2018. Um, he sits just two wins above replacement behind Francisco Lindor and ahead of Jose Abreu, Carlos Correa, and Corey Seager, all who came into the league around a similar time and have had a similar amount of impact on their teams. Um, and I think a lot of people look at these guys as some of the staples in the sport. These are superstars. Um, Lindor is looked at one as one of the best players in the, of this generation currently. And Bryant isn't far behind. They came in the league at the same time. Um, also, there is no doubt that Bryant is a generational talent. And he would significantly improve the Phillies roster. Um, is currently looking to start their utility man or an unproven minor leaguer at the hot corner. Both Scott Kingery and Alec Bohm are significant talents, but to be able to acquire not just an all-star at the position, but a former and not far-removed best player in the National League would be a game-changer. Um, also, that being said, the Phillies would be more than likely have have to be sending both Bohm and Kingery in his place, plus more, in my opinion. Um, Chris Bryant doesn't come cheap. Phillies don't exactly have the family farm to sell. Uh, Scott Kingery, when not at second base, where he presumably should be, is a very important utility player. Um, he's an average to plus defender at multiple positions, and he's shown signs of figuring it out at the plate this year. Um, Kingery could be developing into a three to four tool player with the right guidance and the consistent playing time. Um, he's just good. Um, if he could figure out his plate appearances, I'm telling you, he could be a superstar in the sport. Um, Alec Bohm, he's a future baseball masher, or at least is projected to be. He, he needs some time to develop his fielding, but... He could really be an impact bat, impact bat as soon as spring training this year. Um, will he become a player like Bryant? Probably not. Chris Bryant is a was a top prospect and will likely continue to build on his impressive career as he goes forward. But Bohm could be an important asset when the DH certainly will come to the National League. Uh, I, it's, it's coming, whether people like it or not. I, I've grown to it. I didn't like it at first. I thought, yeah, it's, it's a unique thing that the National League has. Not really unique, but like the whole structuring out your game plan and all that. But let's be honest. When people hit, when runs are being scored, people like it more. Boehm is unproven, but definitely worth the risk. That all being said, do I think this would be a good idea? I think I make this move. I like Kingery, and I like the idea of Alec Bohm. What I like more is the talent that Chris Bryant brings and the ensuing excitement that he brings to the organization. Bryant is a close friend of Bryce Harper's. He has been working with Bryson Stott, another one of the Phillies' top 100 prospects, and would definitely, in my opinion, energize the fan base more, if not just as much, as Bryce Harper did last year. Finally, we could say we have a piece at third base that can live up to Mike Schmidt. Finally, we could say again, 
we have a roster made up of some of the best players in baseball. Former MVP, Harper. Former MVP, Bryant. Best catcher in baseball, period, JT Realmuto. Aaron Nola, potential Cy Young winner. By the way, we also have former MVP, Andrew McCutcheon. Solid players like Didi Gregorius. Oh my God, that was terrible. Didi Gregorius. Zach Wheeler, former Cy Young winner, Jake Arrieta. Reese Hoskins, the guy you can't just throw three pitches at and move on to the next guy. Oh, by the way, he takes you deep, too. This team is good, but add another generational talent to this, and boy, doesn't it look better. They've won 80 games this, they won 80 games this year with a shitty coaching staff. Imagine Joe Girardi, manager extraordinaire, managing the experience and talent that this team has, plus another superstar. The Nationals look good. The Braves look better. If the Phillies get this done, in my opinion, they look the best. That all being done and over with, news came out on the other day, and it was touched in our regular podcast, uh, that Roy Halladay will be having his number retired on the anniversary of his perfect game. There are very few people and players in my life that have been draw-droppingly terrific as Roy Halladay. Roy Halladay gave his life to baseball and to the heart of it. This man was probably one of the greatest players I will have the privilege of watching in my lifetime. There's no one more deserving of an honor like this. Roy Halladay, he's a Blue Jay. It's... He's in the Hall of Fame as a Blue Jay. But he meant a lot to this Phillies team. Not only did he help us push over the top more than once, but he led by example. He taught pitchers like Cole Hamels how to be a professional. He taught a generation of fans a good work ethic. He's not just a drop in the pan. Roy Halladay was here for two years, but he meant a lot more to this fan base than some players that have been there their entire lives. Um, I know that I have not personally met Roy Halladay, but he left a mark on my life that I think that transcends all of baseball, and I'm glad that he's getting his number retired. Um... That also being said, there's going to be other players that I think, because of this, opens the door to their numbers being retired as Philly, but I'll go into more of that with uh, Joe and Eric on Tuesday. Um, now now that, that all that news is out of the way, let's head around the diamond. In my around the diamond this week, we'll start with the big news about Mookie Betts. Boston has been shopping around, and it seems they found a buyer. Uh, the deal broke on Tuesday that the Red Sox would acquire Alex Verdugo from L.A. and... I'm sorry, I'm going to botch this name. Uh, Bruzdar Gratterall. Oh, God. Bruzdar Gratterall. 
That's how I'm going with it. Uh, for Betts and David Price. Uh, the Twins also involved in this deal would be getting Kenta Maeda from the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers also had a plan to trade Jack Pedersen and Ross Stripling for Angels' Lewis Rangfro. Um, both of these deals are on hold at the moment due to a, the Red Sox having ish, issues with Gratterall's physical. Um, I'll talk about that also on Tuesday because I don't want to uh, miss any details, but um, and more is waiting to come out. Both deals are more than likely going to be going through, just not in the original uh, contexts or uh, terms. Um, so, but to me, that's a Red Sox. It's a terrible deal. I'm sorry. You can afford Mookie Betts. That's embarrassing. Mookie Betts is a, again, generational talent. Mookie Betts is the second best player behind Mike Trout over the past six years. That's embarrassing. Red Sox, you can afford him. You're a big market team. You just don't want to pay him. Yeah, it's their loss. Anyway, um, more Red Sox news along with the Houston Astros. Uh, both the Red Sox and Houston Astros have hired new managers. Dusty Baker has signed on with Houston, and Ron Renicky has signed on with Boston. Uh, both have long careers coaching and managing. Uh, Baker, the more experienced manager, but both will have a lot of questions to answer regarding the scandals their respective teams have been involved with. Um, the Astros have more apologized for, but Boston definitely needs to be held accountable as well. Um, if not just to deter it from ever happening again. Um, if another scandal like this comes out, there's got to be major reform in baseball. You got to nip it right now. You got to be on top of it. Because I don't think baseball can take too much more of these uh, cheating scandals coming out. Especially if they're the ones winning World Series. That's embarrassing on the whole sport. Um, also, uh, the... There was an A.J. Hinch, the Astros' former manager. Uh, he had an interview on MLB Network um, about his time uh, during all the scandals and stuff. Um, I watched it today, and all I can say is I don't think that this man deserves another job. He idly sat by and watched his team cheat when he could have stopped it. He had, he had all the ability to stop it in the world. And he says, I didn't like it. It took him three... No, well, actually, there was another report that came out today that the cheating may have gone back to as early as 2016. He had so many opportunities to stop this from happening, but continued to do it as well. He apologized, and he's the first person to apologize that I've seen in an Astros uniform. Well, former Astros uniform, but that doesn't make it right. People lost their jobs because of this. An entire year of baseball, in my opinion, was wasted because of this. Yes, the Astros players are talented, but do we really know that? Do we really know that from the fact that they've been cheating since 2016, possibly? That puts people's whole entire careers in an asterisk. 
we'll see what happens. But in my opinion, that could be that could be huge. That could be huge for the whole sport. Jose Altuve won an MVP. Justin Verlander won a Cy Young. The Houston Astros won a World Series. The Boston Red Sox won a World Series. Cheating was happening. They got caught. I'm glad they're getting punished for it, but this kind of stuff can't be tolerated, and it shouldn't be. The MLB needs to draw a line in the sand and say, this is where it stops right now, or you're done. They won't do that because there's too much money in it, but time will tell. With that, I'm going to wrap it up for the Mini Stick Energy Podcast today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, let us let us know at big at the Big Stick Energy. Let us know about it. Wow, I butchered that. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us at Big Stick Energy know about it. That's better. You can tweet at us at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Follow us if you get a chance. Our email is bigstickpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Uh, Also, if you don't mind, tell your friends and family about us. Uh, We want to build a big following and uh, interactive podcast and community experience. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter personally, at Jimmy Coleman. Not everything I tweet is baseball, but I do as frequently as possible. Um... I'll be on the main episode on Tuesday, so I will talk at you all then. Have a good weekend. And Phillies, go out and get Chris Bryant.